We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Show was Kyle Shanahan. And he may have been a little sauce, but I love this Possibly. answers. Yeah, I love this answers. He was wearing his fit. He had his Nike lows on. He had his ducks on, the low tops. Shanahan was filling himself. And then he talked about, somebody asked him about his conversation with Jet York on, hey, training camp, this is what's going on. Let's hear from Shanahan and how Shanahan explained it. It's funny to hear Jed say that because it wasn't the smartest moment I've ever had. I mean, when owner comes in after training camp practices and is like, hey, how's the quarterback? And he, what he means is the starter or the second. And you and irritation go, I don't know, but our third guy's the best. Like, that's not what he wants to hear. So that's why he remembers it very strong. But that was just more, Brock was so good right away with every rep he got. He was always the same. And he only got a couple of them. So it was easy for me to say. Because in his few reps, he was the best. But if you know that for a fact, I mean, then you do what you do right away. But he was the best. and But you ease that on. And every time he got a little more reps, it was the same as when he got two. And so when it was all said and done and he got a lot of playing time, I was like, oh, this looks exactly like what I told you when I was irritated. And he only had three reps. And I said, no, he's the best. But... That's what was so real about Brock. That's why after his seven games, his rookie year, even when he got hurt, we knew what we had because he'd been that way in practice every day, and it was the exact same way in the games. (laughs) You know what? That's the best I've heard shit ahead. Why did he say that? He was so relaxed. Like, the the past few Super Bowls, he's been tight. Uh Sometimes at the podium, he gets tight. Do you know what? If he had some sauce, if he was dipped in sauce, if he had a brownie, I don't care. It's the best I've heard shit ahead. Very open, very thorough. Not bad at it. I, I'm not convinced he was quote unquote drunk. Yeah, I, I don't know I, about that. Who knows? That feels reckless. If he had a beer, who cares? Well, I mean, think about it this way. Like, you know, we, he might have major anxiety. Like, we don't even know. Like, when I see him at the podium, I do believe he's a guy who probably suffers from some level of anxiety. We all have it at some level. And maybe he needed to take a little of the edge off in however way, whatever that means for him. Like, I, I know for me, uh, back in the day, I used to, you know, take a shot here or there to... Cut a little of the tension before my wedding, for example. I was so scared and worried and afraid of, of, you know, making a fool of myself on the dance floor, ruining the day for my soon-to-be bride. So it's a big moment for him, man. I got no problem with it. Joe's had a really good couple years. <laughs> but I, I, yeah, I did. I was fine with Shedahead speaking that. By the way, uh, get you some ninety-five-seven to game gear right now at Breaking Tea. Dot com slash 95.7. Got all sorts of cool stuff. 49ers apparel for you to wear this Sunday as well as some awesome gear. Rep any shows here at 95.7 The Game. Go to breakytea.com slash 95.7. And you are listening to 95.7 The Game. KGMZ, FM and HG1 San Francisco. The San Francisco Sheriff's countdown clock. The kickoff says we are five days, eight hours, 25 minutes, 50 seconds, 49, 48, 47, 46, away from kickoff in the big game. And a big shout-out to Pete's Coffee. We'll go to Vegas because of Pete's Coffee.
They wanted to sponsor us. Thank you, Pete's. Thank you. Game manager. This is what I want to get to as well. Game manager. We've been talking about this, and I, I see here, scratch my head, and say they're all game managers to a degree. Yes, they manage yes. the system. Yes. Now, if you need to make a play, make a play. Yeah. But we all manage the system. The reason why quarterbacks get booted is because they don't know how to manage the game. Well, here's Shedahead on the whole game manager label. Well, it's so it's such a weird conversation <laughs> to hear the whole world talk about this. But like, in my opinion. There's no such thing as a great quarterback if you can't be a game manager. Like, so I don't get how being a system quarterback and a game manager is a negative. Like, the job of a quarterback is to manage the game, and it is to run the system. The system is what you work on all week. That's what the whole line works on. That's what your five eligibles work on. That's everything. And the quarterback, if you want to be great, you better be able to run that system, and you better be able to manage the game. But if you want to stay in that position, understand that no system is going to be perfect. There's going to be times where you have no answers. And if you want to stay there, you better make some plays. And that's how you become a consistent quarterback. You're a game manager, you run the system right, and you can make plays. And if you don't have those three things, it's a matter of time. One game, two game, two years, it's a matter of time. But Brock does all three of those things, so I don't, I don't get what we're talking about. Such a great, it's a great quote. answer. What, what when it's you the best shit in? When you think about why Brett Favre doesn't have more championships, it's because he was reckless and he tried to go outside the system and thread the needle and he ended the seed season. If I was gonna, over and over, if I was gonna make like the number one reason why Tom Brady has as many huge victories in the Super Bowl and in the postseason as he does, I I can't think of another guy who who rarely put the ball in harm's way the right. way he did and just took what the defense gave them. He made an entire career off of it. Now, did, did he hit a seam route with Gronk all the time and thread the needle to Welker and Edelman and all? Yeah, of course. There's a time and a place. Like like he said, you manage the system. Right. You manage the situation. You make plays. I don't know. He, that's a great answer. I thought it was an awesome answer from Shanahan. And it's, it's something that I've always believed in. I never got the whole game manager thing. Like, some quarterbacks are like, hey, I don't want you to blow the game for us. So I'm going to take the ball out of your hands. We're going to go run heavy. That's playing not to lose. But a game manager, yes, all quarterbacks manage a game, just like a pitcher. Pitchers managing the game catcher, on yeah. the diamond. Yeah. Catcher, yeah, pitcher, yeah, yeah, yeah. the battery. Point guard. Yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, You're managing totally the game. Agree. Why did it become a negative connotation? When did it become a negative connotation? Well, because I think that we filed, uh, not you and me, but just the people, game manager is a negative because it's like, hey, you manage the situation, don't do too much. And like when I look at Patrick Mahomes, why Patrick Mahomes is so unique, he gives me all of the wild, you can't script it type of plays that are broken. Plus, he gives me all of the game management stuff. He has ball. the least amount of turnover-worthy plays right. in the entire NFL in the postseason. Yeah, and go look at the Baltimore game. Manage the game. Wide receiver screen, tight end screen. Just take what the defense Check, gave take him. Take what the defense gives you. Did that against uh, Buffalo, did it against Miami. Patrick Mahomes is doing that. Tom Brady made a living off of doing that. Yes. Joe Montana made a living off of doing that. Troy Aikman. Troy Aikman made a living yes. off doing that. Manage the game. Don't. Make the mistake. Brock Purdy does that. It's a good thing to be a game manager. I don't get why it's... Again, I love the way Shanahan broke that down there yesterday in opening night. He also uh, 
He also talked about how we evolved as a head coach. Hmm. I mean, you evolve with your players. It's so weird. We're like, it wasn't just like my playbook we were running then. We were, we were running what we thought was best with our players versus that defense. And now we're in a Super Bowl where we got a similar team, but they're definitely different. And we are similar, but definitely different. And the way I've evolved is the way their fronts and coverages have evolved. <laughs> so we'll be ready for it, man. So that's Kyle Shanahan with Michael Robinson at NFL Network. Michael Robinson was pulling the Deion Sanders, going around, asking all the questions there. So Shanahan, whether he was faded or not, it's a Monday night in Las Vegas. I'm not, I'm not the game plan's in. They're going to practice. He's focused. He's fine. I enjoyed Shanahan yesterday. You know what? After our conversation yesterday about this Super Bowl being the Shanahan Super Bowl, the way he spoke yesterday, you know what? I may be flipping a little bit. It's like, man, Shanahan was very, very outgoing. Taking the bullets for his team, going out there, breaking down what a game manager was, the conversation with Jay York. I thought Shanahan was in his bag last night. He brought something up there about like how he's evolved and like the the essence to me, the essence of coaching is you maximize each individual that you have for the collective good and you try to make the best of the situation. And I think that in football, we've become so scheme obsessed, right? Right? That the best of the best, Andy Reid, Kyle, Belichick. Their schemes are always evolving. Right. The last guy to coach the Niners before Kyle was Chip Kelly. And I'll never forget this. It's one of the things that sticks in my head. He had a very specific prototype for wide receiver. You had to be 6'1", 210. You had to run this route. Right. He said, quote, unquote, I don't use the fullback. Right. And someone asked him, well, even if I gave you Mike Allstott, you wouldn't be able to find a way to use him? He goes, nope. My system doesn't use the fullback. And I'm thinking to myself, well, you're the most stubborn fool who's going to get ran out of the league in a heartbeat because the way the league is, sometimes you get a great tight end, sometimes you don't. Sometimes you get a fullback, sometimes you don't. Guys emerge. You have to take what's best about your team that year or week to week and who's available and make the most of it against that opponent. And when I look at Kyle, the evolution from... 2017 to where we are now, they were throwing to Lewis Murphy fade routes. Right. Think of what they're doing now. They've got jet sweeps and smoke screens and slants and deep ins and flags. and I mean, the, the offense has evolved dramatically. Andy and that's Reed what makes the, Kyle different. And on the flip side, Andy Reid. Oh. He had Brad Childress for a long time in Kansas City as a spread game coordinator yes. to learn the spread game. Andy Reid, on the other side, has evolved his offense from traditional West Coast mm -hmm. pro-style system, near, far, whatever, two guys in the backfield, fullback, tailback, screen passes, West Coast offense, timing routes. Uh, now you're getting five wides, you're getting four rides, yes. you're getting a variety of jet sweeps. So all these coaches, good ones, they evolve. They evolve. It's good to see Shanahan evolve, but Andy Reid has evolved as well on the other side. So Andy Reid is going to be a problem here as we break your chance to win a spot for exit toast. With the roast is coming up at 7.30. Prop Chicken is providing us with the breakfast. Also, Brian Baldinger, 7.30, live from Las Vegas. He'll join us in 18 minutes, and that's what's coming up. Brought to you by Custom Audio. What's going on, Roast? It's Brian Baldinger with the NFL Network, and you're listening to The Morning Roast with Bonte and Shasky, 95.7. So the other night, and we're going to get right into the 49ers here against the Chiefs. It's Super Bowl. We can Sunday be here any quicker. Baldy in about 11 minutes. Uh, Warrior post game the other night. Zucci man was DMing me. Sublime came up and you answered it correctly? No. 
No, 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 that's not what happened. Suit you, man, get your facts right. What happened? Uh, Bully brought up Sublime to describe somebody's game. I forget who. So we asked Fezzy, what does it mean, Mr. Vanderbilt? Fezzy was like, uh, this and that. So Bully read the description. And then I asked, where's Zena Kane at? She knows. I need Zena. And then we're talking, talking, talking. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to add some fun. We just lost to the Hawks. I'm going to add a laugh here. So I said, you know, Bully? He goes, what's wrong with you? And I go, he got me on Sublime. I thought you was talking about the band in Long Beach. And he was like, and now the Sublime definition. Here, let me pull it up because it's a funny def- definition. You like that? You like that? I don't practice Santeria. If I could do whatever, I do what I can to get a laugh on TV, right? No, I love it. I love that your musical palette has expanded to include the Long Beach band with the old English tattoos. So it had something. The the definition that Bully popped up on Google has something to do with chocolate cake (laughs) or chocolate pudding, right? It is sublime. Shout snack pack. Yeah, there you go. And so Bully's like, you're just thinking about the chocolate cake. And I was like, yeah, that does sound kind of good right now. But yeah, that was that was that. I'm out on cake. I like the frosting. Couple bites of cake, and I'm good. I need the ice cream there. I'm not a big sweets guy. Just period. Dot. So sublime as an adjective of such excellence or beauty as to inspire great admiration or awe. Oh. Uh, quote Mozart's sublime piano concertos. Oh, yeah. Kyle Shanahan's sublime play calling really puts me at ease. <laughs> Possibly. JJ in San Jose spent four ninety nine to say this. The Mahomes slurpage getting out of control. Why are we acting like they blew out the Bills and Ravens? This year's Chiefs was off defense. Well, they're in the Super Bowl. And why are we acting like as 49er fans that we didn't just fight tooth and nail with the Packers and the Lions? Our asses could be at home right now. We may not have seen an NC title game if Darnell Savage doesn't drop a pick six. If Carlson makes a field goal. So we can't be talking about the Chiefs. They're here. We're here. As Jonathan in the San Francisco says, we're there. We're here. They're there. It don't matter how you got here. You ever heard of surviving events, son? <laughs> I'm not going to pick apart week 16, regular season. Well, they lost to the Raiders on Christmas Day. What does that matter now? It doesn't matter. It's a thing of the past. I was listening to Patrick Mahomes talk about his Super Bowl week routine. The guy has been in the Super Bowl so often, he has a Super Bowl week routine. So I I know we we like we we want to like, oh, the Niners are getting disrespected. No, he's one of the greatest players in all of sports, and he's at the top of his powers. Of course, he's gonna get an appropriate just do. Yeah, he, I mean, just watch the quarterback talk. Think about that. How's that quarterback doc aged? Oh, brilliantly. Marcus Mariota, Kirk Cousins, and Patrick Mahomes. Did Kirk Cousins still, does he still have America's heart after his performance in the quarterback doc? I thought Brittany Mahomes, to me, came away the best because I didn't like Brittany Mahomes before watching the doc. And then after watching the doc, I was like, oh, no, no. 
A, she's a great wife and a great mother and all that stuff. But like in terms of she's all in on the lifestyle, yep. like of of him being all dedicated to his sport, you know. And it was a small glimpse into what it takes to be great in your in your particular sport and how the whole family has to be all in, like just all in. And it was it was I thought it was very inspirational. And yeah, I know a lot was. of people don't like her for whatever reason. Why, why do people hate the wives? I I I found wives? tremendous like, respect from her. Here's my thing when it comes to relationships and girls or whatnot. And some people, oh, man, that girl's annoying. And I just think, well, you don't have to live with her. Why are you worried about her? Well, she loves you're, her. Not the one, you're not the one cuddling with her. Patrick Mahomes is. That's his wife. Why do why do people get annoyed with some? I don't get what's so uh, annoying about her. Does she represents her dude. It's kind of the celebrity thing, like you yeah. know, back in the day, the Princess Diana obsession, and you know, the, I think society has always been fascinated by. We don't have right. a king and a queen here in America, right? right? We have power couples, right? You know, Ben and J Lo or right. whatever, and Steph so we and dissect Aisha. the hell out of their relationships, right? Yeah. So I know I'm with you. That's it's weird. It's a societal. It's, thing. it's it's really strange to me. I mean, like, look, I got look at no Beyonce problem. and Jay Z right, right now. They're getting a lot. Well, I've seen a lot of social media think pieces on them and i'm like we don't know we, we never know dude i got best friends i don't know really what's going on in their marriage i just whatever man yeah that britney mahomes, britney mahomes represents her husband to the fullest here's what i know she 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 rocks with pat here's what i do know why, why are people upset with that That's relationships so are hard <laughs> i don't care what they are whether you and your, your your parents you and your siblings you and your children you and your significant other they're all hard they're tough to maintain. It's just weird that we that people spend time dissecting other people's relationships when their relationships aren't going well. You know what I mean? Like, who the hell am I to critique Brittany Mahomes? To me, she represents her dude. She's in every game. She's rocking with him. She gives him the space to get ready for football. What the hell are we worried about? Brittany Mahomes, she's fine to me. I mean, wouldn't know. you want your wife rooting for you like that? Yeah, exactly. Fans? Hell yeah. Exactly. Tyler Miller, you're right. Misery loves company. They do. It does. Her cousin. It's just jealousy. Well, it's it, look. Think about it from the like a Bay Area point of view. Don't we all love when Chris Lincecum is watching Tim Lincecum? Don't we love it when? Snaps no, there's. You know what? There's a lot of think pieces on that. What do you mean? Chris is. He needs to get out of the way. No, he's too involved in Tim Lincecum. I loved I used to, it. When I worked at the other station, I saw they used to hear all the time. Oh, I loved it. No, okay, I didn't. I, didn't I, I said no, but no, to your point, back. I didn't. Realize. To your point, people would oh, Chris Lincecum. Well, like oh, Del Curry and Sonia and um, uh, Steph's wife and all that. Like, I love that. I love seeing that because to me, it's very relatable. Right. You know, when when again, we're CYO. It's not the freaking pros, but like when one of my nephews, cousins, whatever family members is having a game, the whole family shows up. We all support. That's what. That's what normal families do. So 510 Comcast Business Sex Line. People got sick of Brittany Mahomes and Jackson Mahomes doing TikTok dances. Once they stop doing those, she's been fine. <laughs> we worried about TikTok Who's dances. following Jackson Mahomes? He does have a lot of followers. Well, I don't. He, 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 him, so. he does have a lot of followers. Jackson Mahomes, very interesting cat. Very interesting. Anyway, uh, if you want to be featured, featured on our Red Gold Hotline, give it a ring right now. Leave a voicemail. Leave a message and let us know how excited you are about your team being in the big game. All you have to do is call 628-400-9880. That's 628-400-9880. Brought to you by Saab Station. Wine. Saab Station Wine. There it is. The wine company. Experience some of the best wines you've yet to discover at Saab Station. 
Com. You know, one of the things that I was a uh, big takeaway from last night, media day for the Niners and Chiefs. My God, there's a lot of Niner fans there. So far. Wow. So far. I mean, uh, maybe they'll be in a late arriving Missouri crowd or Kansas crowd. Uh, I, I don't know. But I'll tell you right now, sounded to me like it was a Niner home game. Here's Kelsey on the booze. And uh, it's, it's been absolute. I love that. Here's Mahomes on the booze. Playing a great 49ers team, but we're going to go out there and play our best football and see what happens. I appreciate it, Niners Nation. We're here. Oh! Niners! Niners fans, he's calling you out! I like that. Travis Kelsey has kind of like a Paul Wall Southern twang going the last couple of years. Is that... Like, he, he, he changes the... Inf- we all do it. He changes the inflection on his voice there. Right. It was very interesting. Kelsey's, a, Kelsey's an interesting one. All right. Let's... uh. Let's do this early today. We got ball. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Baldy live in Las Vegas. Look at this man. Look, look at Baldy in Las Vegas. He's running to roll. Shirt up button. You know, he, my man had a night. I seen him all over NFL Network yesterday. Um, so Baldy, we'll get to him in just a second. But how would you like to have breakfast with the roast? Be the first caller right now in the contest line to answer this question correctly. And you will win. What a 10 spots available. Call our contest line, 415-523-4652, 415-523-4652. And the question is, when the morning roast started, who was the third co-host along with Chasky and I? Technically, the first co-host. Yeah, I mean, and I was the third ho- co-host. The, the if, if we're being one hundred percent honest, the, the way, like, well, the Lakeford when Lakeford did the pregame show, he would go so and so, Shasky and Bonte coming up. So actually, I was the third. Really? Yeah, he would say that all the time. Well, I was like, damn, I didn't get top billing. We do have that great drop from Tim Roy and uh, Jim Barnett. We do have that. We have to pull that somewhere. So the question is: When the morning roast started, who was the third co-host? along with Shasky and myself. With that said, let's get to Shark Week. He breaks down plays better than anyone. I mean, this is like Shark Week now. And you know what Baker Mayfield is? He's chum. Look at these sharks. You think you're getting away from those four angry sharks? It's Shark Week. It's time to eat. Make the read urgency. That's the name of the game right here. Urgency. Now, on it. He's on it. Touchdown. Beautiful throw. He's our 95-7 The Game NFL insider, Brian Baldinger. Well, at times in that NFC championship game, we heard from John Lynch and Steve Wilkes. There wasn't a lot of urgency coming from the 49ers defense. Hopefully they fix that for the Super Bowl as we get connected with Brian Baldinger, courtesy of the Boxer Girls at Guest Line, and presented by our proud partner, Golden State, serving the Bay Area for three generations. Building better starts with Golden State. When you succeed, we succeed. Visit GoToStateLover.com. Baldy live in Las Vegas. Day two of Super Bowl week, man. Opening night was last night at Allegiant Stadium. Vegas is booming. Can't wait to get down there, Baldy. Look like you got some sleep, though, man. I'm surprised. I'm surprised you showed up, Baldy. Well, um, 
I wouldn't say that, Bonte. I wouldn't say. <laughs> I mean, it was it was the beginning of a long week. Uh, I've got to figure out exactly how to pace myself here because um, there's a lot going on. Phones ringing all the time. Let's meet up. So uh, I got to figure out a way to make sure I can get to Sunday with my voice and. You know, somewhat of a uh, healthy-looking uh, glow here this morning. When did you first start to hear, because you've been part of the NFL for so long, Baldy, when did you first start hearing rumblings about the NFL possibly having a Super Bowl in Las Vegas or even having a football team? Because now, Shaska and I were kicking this around yesterday, five years ago. It was hard to imagine Las Vegas becoming the sports capital of the nation. Seriously, they got a hockey team that's won a Stanley Cup. Yep. WNBA team went back to back. They get all the prize fights, boxing, UFC. They're going to get an NBA team. They're going yep. to get a baseball team. The NFL draft was there. The Raiders are there. Now we've got Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas. Would you first believe that, wow, Vegas could be hosting big time events uh, when it comes to the NFL? I thought, Ante, it's a great question, Bonte. I, I honestly think that the success of the Vegas Knights kind of greased the skids for everybody. Winning the Stanley Cup, the way that they did it, the fandom that showed up. I mean, hockey in Las Vegas, who would have thought, you know, all that. But I thought once the NFL saw that, and hey, you know, players weren't getting in trouble, there wasn't a conflict, you know, you could, it was just another rink in a a city that uh, really took to sports, obviously, with, you know, everything that's going on. And so I thought that really helped. The Raiders needed a new home. you know, uh, Levi was not an option. And so I thought, they're looking for a new home. Vegas has had success. The city is growing like crazy. There's a, a support here for sports. I thought that was kind of the beginning, Bontabe, even before, you know, they made the move. All right, Baldy, let's get into this into this team, this Chiefs team for a second. Yep. Um, you're a lover of sports like I am, and there are certain players that are just like in the middle of their career. Before they even hit 30, we could feel they're generational. They're old yep. times. Mm-hmm. Steph, Ricky Henderson, LeBron, yep. Magic, Jordan, Ken Griffey, right? Mm-hmm. Certain guys. Yeah. I think Patrick Mahomes is one of those kind of guys. What does the film tell you about who Patrick Mahomes is as a quarterback? When you look at the you look at film more than anyone, Baldy. Who is he? Well, he's in that category of you know the the athletes you just mentioned. He's in that category in real time. It's interesting, uh, Joe, because you know I'm getting that question in some form or another quite a bit. And you know I was in Baltimore last week, and I've been around him a lot going back to Texas Tech. But it's it's kind of amazing. His routine never changes. Like if I go, Bonte, if I go to Golden State here, if I go down to the arena and I watch Steph. He's got his warm-up coach. The warm-up mm-hmm. never changes. It doesn't matter if it's, you know, a Tuesday night in February or it's the NBA Finals. Yep. The routine never changes. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that's what Mahomes is. Like, when you watch him warm up, he came out on the field uh, at MMT Bank Stadium last week, and he had his sweats on. He runs over to the bench. He sits down with the trainers and, you know, the ball, you know, and all the equipment people, and he kind of sh- shoots the, uh, you know, sh- just like talks it up there for a little bit, and then he takes off the cape and he starts warming up the arm. And everybody, the entire receiving core, backs, tight ends, receivers, they all start like catching these passes from him. And it's a warm up that you could take. I don't care if it was 33 below in my, in Kansas City against Miami last week in the mist against Baltimore, or if it was Week One. Yeah. The routine never changes. And I feel like when you threw that first touchdown pass to Travis Kelsey against Kyle Hamilton, the perfect throw that it was, it's perfect, and it was perfect, and it had to be perfect against Hamilton. But he makes the same throw on the same route ten times to Travis Kelsey yeah. in warm-ups. 
And it's almost like it's just an extension of all of what he does to get ready to play a game. And it doesn't ever deviate. And I think the great ones have that sort of a warm-up and that sort of preparation and practice habits. Well, Baldy, I'm glad you brought up Travis Kelsey because I'm looking at his route tree for Baltimore. I'm like, this guy's playing street football. This is something you play in the street. He's not even running routes because of the rapport that he has with Patrick Mahomes. It's some of the best chemistry we've ever seen from a duo, whether it's Montana to Rice, Brady to Gronk. Now we get Mahomes to Kelsey. How can the Niners, you know, because Kelsey catches 11 passes on 11 targets, just fascinating stuff in the AFC title game. When you don't know what route he's running, and he's not running normal routes, what's the best method to try to take him out of this football game on Sunday? Well, the problem with trying to take him out, to your question, is that most of the catches last week were behind the line of scrimmage. And so they run these routes. They were running these same routes when you know before Travis Kelsey ever got there, before Mahomes was ever the quarterback. Alex right. Smith was running these routes to, to tight ends. But, you know, they're just going to – they're looking at how the defense is deployed, and if you're off, they're going to throw – Three-yard stick routes, they call it stash rash for whatever reason. That's the name of it. But they, they threw a bunch of them last week that were just drive starters. Four yards turns mm-hmm. into six yards. Six-yard routes turn into eight or nine yards. Right. Um, you know, they ran on fourth and two in the opening drive of the game. They ran sprint right option. Joe Montana was running that, that same route in 1981, um, you know, to probably Brent Jones if he was there then. But, you know, on the – on the backside, Kelsey's just running a drag that they never throw. They never throw the drag yep. on the backside, except it's Kelsey. And Mahomes just flipped it to him. Like, he didn't even think twice about it. And so the rapport is there, but I believe that you've got to get hands on Kelsey. Yeah. Like, you just can't let him get started. You can't let mm-hmm. him get into your routes. And Baltimore really didn't do that. It's not really how they play. They can. If they had to do it all over again, they probably would change it. But I think you've got to get your hands on them, and it's worth it to do it. And make Mahomes wait on him, and if it's not there, make him go someplace else. You know, when I, when I look at some of the great duos in sports, uh, at least in football, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Brady to Gronk, Brady to Welker, Brady to Edelman, Joe to Jerry, Steve yeah. to Jerry, um, I mean, Aikman to, to, to Irving. What makes Mahomes and Kelsey unique from some of the other great combinations that have the league has seen? Well, I mean, first of all, you got to understand just how big Travis is. Like, he's got, you know, he's every bit of 6'5", he's got great length, and he's so smooth as a runner. And then he's got his hands are as fast as his feet. So, like, he can just be running in full, you know, he never looks like he's running full speed because he's so, he glides. And that's, when you watch him warm up, that's what he does. He just glides. So he covers a lot of ground very easily. And so when you get a player that has that sort of length, uh, and then he can just glide. You almost can't be wrong sometimes if you're just throwing it to a spot. Um, he's easy to locate when you're, you know, when you're running a scramble drill or it's the play after the X's and O's, you know, is over and Mahomes now in scramble mode. Like all those things make him an easy target. And then he just understands. Like if he was, if he was playing basketball, he would understand low post basketball mm. and how to get you on his hip yep. and how to, you know, you position himself. And so all those things they look like they're tricks or secret chemistry all those things are in play and when you listen to either one of them try to describe the question you just asked joe like what where's the chemistry they can't even describe it they, they really can't and and sometimes you just can't put words on it you just have to show video of it yeah no doubt brian baldinger here on the morning rose courtesy of the boxer and girls and guest line thinking about this Niners defense 
Traverse worse in the second half against Detroit. They let, ran a lot more man defense. They got out of the zone because Detroit was just slicing them up. Now, Kansas City, they kill zones. We know that. How much can you get away with playing man defense against Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, especially with Andy Reid calling the plays? Well, the problem you have if you're going to play man or a lot of man or at least um, – perceived man coverage is that Mahomes is going to read that coverage and that's when he can be dangerous take off with it you know if he sees Dre Greenlaw turning and running uh you know with the tight end with Kittle who I mean with uh Kelsey I mean that gives him an open lane to go and he'll take it he'll take whatever you want to give him right whatever down and this and this so it's like you have to you have to change it up you got to mix it up you got to give him different looks um you just can't play straight man it might be the best way to defend that team, but it's not the best way to defend Mahomes. If a bunch of aliens came down to Earth and they said, explain why Andy Reid is good <laughs> at, at coaching and at play calling, how how would you break it down for them? Well, it would, it would start like this, Joe, that I don't think anybody in any profession loves his job more than Andy loves his job. So it mm. starts there. It starts with just a complete love of the game. I remember when he first got the job in Philadelphia and I went over and I met him day one, and um, I was doing one of his games early on, and he brought me into his office, and he had this binder that he showed me that he was putting together under, you know, when he was there with Mike Holmgren in Green Bay, and it's just this level of preparation, you know, the, the old five-piece prior preparation prevents poor performance, all that's like he had that going on in that binder, like that thing was his Bible, huh. you know, and then so, and then he's a tireless worker, I mean, honestly, sleeps I don't think he gets four hours a night. Like, but he just he can exist on that. Like, uh, most people can't. He's not a caffeine. He doesn't drink caffeine. Um, you know all that stuff. But like, he he can exist on three or four hours of sleep and put all of his attention into game plans and tinkering. Like, I remember when they got To in Philadelphia. The whole his whole offense changed. Right. The day he got To, it was bombs away. So he's always been able to cater his offense and tinker with his offense to whatever personnel he has. And even last year, on the touchdowns to Sky Moore and to uh, Kadarius, mm-hmm. like he found that motion uh, in a game that Jacksonville ran against the Eagles, and Doug Peterson ran that motion, and he saw where the Eagles struggled with it, and he got two touchdowns off it. So there's nothing new under the sun. There's nothing that he won't try to unveil as he prepares for this game. Yeah, it's a scary thought facing Andy Reid. Coming off a bye week in the Super Bowl, we're talking to Brian Baldinger, Curtis Boyderos, as we do every single Tuesday at 7.30, courtesy of the Boxer Girls at Guest Line. All right, Niners offense, Brock Purdy, Debo Samuel, coming back against Detroit the way they did. What's the way How? What's the way to attack the Kansas City defense and Spags here? Do you run the ball? Do you pass the ball? What's the balance of attack here that you see from this Kansas City defense where Shanahan and the Niners offense can exploit it? Well, I think this is one of those games where Kyle Shanahan's first 15 is really going to be important. He's going to throw formations at him. He's going to throw motions. He's going to throw a lot at him to see how Spags really kind of lines up. Like last week against Baltimore, they lined up with three big linebackers. They stuffed the run on the first play and really discouraged Baltimore from running it early. Mm. They did the same thing on the first play of the third quarter, and it worked. So I think it's really important to see how Kyle kind of reads because Spags' game plan can be as varied as any in this league. Right. He's the best big game coordinator, defense coordinator that we have seen in 20 years. Yep. Um, and he's got really smart young players that play a lot of different positions. And so I think it's really important to see 
how Kyle kind of reads. You know, it's just like that first two rounds in a boxing match where you're just kind of feeling each other out. And I feel this is the matchup of the game. Kyle Shanahan against Steve Spagnola, mm. and how you get Brock into good positions and good and where they attack with the ball, right. and how often McCaffrey gets it and how he gets it, and what runs take off. So I think this is the matchup of the game that's going to dictate the game, and I think it's really important for Kyle to kind of read uh, the tea leaves of what Spags is doing to figure out. You know, obviously it came out. In the second half against Detroit, it was like, let's attack. Right. We're attacking. We're down 17. We got to. Yep. And they did. Now, I don't think they're going to start the game like that, but it will be interesting to see how Spags matches up against the formations and shifts and motions that Kyle's going to throw at him. So, uh, on the Brock Purdy thing, you know, what's it like for a player like Brock Purdy in the, this first big scrutiny week? I mean, this is huge. This is not like anything else he's ever been. How do you not let it consume you? Like, all of the paralysis by analysis, just the hype, everything that's going into this. Um, I mean, you know the guy a little bit. So, how, how does he not let this all get to him? Well, I think one of the reasons why he's been as successful as Benjo is because he has not let any of that stuff affect him and all the outside noise and the detractors and all the stuff that's out there. I mean, he's the center of of the universe right now. And I think he's just as level-headed as as always. We've all seen the clip last week of Nick Bosa in the locker room saying to him, like, man, how... How, 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 like, are you always this confident? Like, he, Nick is asking him. Like, I was second pick in the draft, right. and I'm not this confident. <laughs> I wasn't always this confident. So I think the way he's wired, um, and one of the reasons why Kyle fell in love with him early was because he seemed like he was just detached from all of the noise. And so I think that's part of it. I think some players that have played in this game, you know, George Kittle, whatever, have played in the Super Bowl, they can tell him certain things, but I don't think they will. I don't think they're going to like, hey, you know, there's a 30-minute halftime in the, you know, the, the pregame, you know, with the flyovers and the right. national anthem and all the, like, it's, it's different. Like, they can say that to him. But I think he's kind of, kind of, I think he kind of knows already, like, when the, when the kickoff happens and we take the field, like, I know what I'm doing. And I, I don't, I think all the other stuff that goes on that can be part of the atmosphere that can really take away from what your concentration should be. I think he. I think he's got this figured out. Yeah, Baldy. What makes this Chiefs secondary so good? Because the matchup. You're right. Shanahan, Spags. That's a fascinating matchup. Could determine the game. But Debo, are you Jennings against that Chiefs secondary? What makes that Chiefs Chiefs secondary so good with Sneed and McDuffie and company? Well, he's got a lot of really good young talent. Trent McDuffie is as good a corner as we've seen come into this business. He can play inside. He can play outside. He can play, you know, down in the box. Um, they got a lot of Joshua Williams, Jalen Watson. They got a lot of good young players. But really, the king dog is Legereus Sneed. Mm. Like, Legereus has – he plays the game. Um, like, honestly, I feel like he should be back in that era with stick him on his hands. Wow. And just punking guys at the line of scrimmage. Lester Hayes. He's going to take his shots on all these guys, whether it's Ayuk or Debo. He's going to challenge them. And, like, he's not afraid. Like, if they get behind him, he's got, he's got help. He's going to pick his spots like he did Tyreek in the game where he just jammed him at the line and, like, literally broke his he, he broke his spirit, you know, <laughs> you know on the play. Like, he didn't recover. Like, Legereus is he's going to get paid a bunch of money um, this offseason. But he, you know, the, the, the guy can flat out run. And so he, he feels like he's got catch-up speed. I think he's got all that. Justin Reed was just one of those free agent finds. 
that you just go, all right, he's in a bad organization in Houston, but he'll flourish in Kansas City. Wow. And I think, you know, they all wear T-shirts in Spags We Trust. You know, Spags hates it. He hates a T-shirt. He, he wished they wouldn't do it, but it gives him, like, a lot of attention. But that's truly it. They, they believe in what Steve is doing. And so while they blitz in a way where he's always looking for an opportunity to blitz, he can't tell you when he's going to do it on you know Tuesday morning. But game day, he's looking for that chance. And if you're going to do it as, as often as, in the way that they do it, you can't break down on the back end. You can't give up six. Mm-hmm. And they don't. And so they're all in. They're all sitting in the front row, you know, uh, during meetings, taking their notes, making sure they know what they're doing. I mean, that fourth quarter, the last Super Bowl, Chiefs Niners, Chris Jones dominated down the stretch. Yep. I mean, he, he just dominated. And I see these PFF advanced grades of like the playoffs <laughs> and, and, and where Chris Jones ranks. And I'm like, how is he so low when I watch this guy and all he does is dominate? He just crucial moments. They need a big play. He gets a pressure. He forces the quarterback to make a mistake. He lines up all across the line. How do they slow this man down? To me, he's one of the best players we don't talk about enough in the league. I mean, this has got to be one of your favorite players, right, Baldy? Uh, yeah, he is. In fact, uh, he came over to me on the sideline just as he was going to the locker room before the kickoff last week. And uh, just, you know, just basically, I appreciate everything you do. But I'll, I'm going to answer the question, but I'm going to ask the question, this question to you, Joe, first. Yeah. You're a baseball fan. Yeah. You got your San Francisco Giant hat on, okay? <laughs> Who's your favorite closer of all time? Oh, of all time? I mean, I'm probably going to go Rod Becker, Rod Nen for the Giants, for the Giants. If Mariano yeah. Rivera or Trevor Hoffman would be the okay. answer. All right, overall. Mariano, Trevor, but yeah. you know, you got your you got Bad your favorite. Asses. He's a closer. Like there's a lot of great defensive linemen in this league. There's a lot of great defensive players. Mm-hmm. Not all of them know how to close. Like he knows how to close. He knows like, if you go back to AFC Championship game last year against Cincinnati, like, yes. Joe Burrow couldn't drop back to his fifth step and he was getting hit. Like, he, he's a massive guy that moves, got light on his feet, got ballerina feet. He can, he's going to find, he's going to find uh, the pigeon on your offensive line mm. and he's going to wear him out. Whatever that is and whoever that is. Um, uh, <laughs> he's gonna. He's just gonna find the weakness. So where, where is that weakness? That. Where is that weakness on the 49ers offensive line this week? Uh, I mean, because they're playing well right now, running the ball. I know they, they play well as a group, but as a group. Chris will let you know on Sunday. Yeah. That <laughs> so we'll, we'll see where it is. We'll see if he's lined up over McKivitz or Brindle. Oh, it's going to be fascinating stuff. Christian McCaffrey in this game. Oh. I feel like we need to see a heavy dose of Christian. I know we talk about the touches, and next year, you know, coming off a of 400 plus touch. Well, next year is next year, Baldy. Next season is next season. It feels like CFC needs to touch the ball at least 25 times in this game. Well, he can, and he will, if, if you can sustain offense. You know, if you're three and out, it's hard to keep giving the ball to, you know, to Christian McCaffrey if he's on the bench. Right. So it's all about sustaining offense and staying on the field. You stay on the field and they get 70 plays, he's going to get 25 touches. Right. And so that's that's paramount. You know, when you're in Philadelphia and you're three and out, to, you know, to start the game two straight series in a row, you're not going to get McCaffrey into a rhythm. The more touches he gets, the better he gets. And so, you know, he's got four touchdowns in the postseason. He'd love to make it six. You know, but he's got to, you know, you got to put him in a position to do it. Um, I want to see how Kyle gets him matched up in a passing game against right. who he gets him matched up because he can do that. Uh, not all the time, but you can get your matchup when you want it. He's done it in a lot of games against linebackers that 
They probably don't feel like he can cover. Maybe it's Drew Tranquil. Maybe it's double moves against Willie Gay. I'm not sure what it is. But there's going to be a matchup in a passing game where it's just going to be Steph Curry isoed, and you're just going to clear it out for him. All right, Baldy, I want to squeeze in some because we're coming up against it. Rapid fire. Just give me give me quick answers on sure. these ones. Guy on the Chiefs who's flying under the radar. Mm, I would probably say Justin Watson. All right. I like Ooh. that. Guy on the Niners who's flying under the radar. Mm, I'll say Tig Brown. Okay. Have you met Have you met Taylor Swift yet? No. I know she's from Reading, Pennsylvania. And Is at one really? point in my life, uh, we were going to move to Reading, Pennsylvania, and that's the only connection Stiney. I have. Well, Stiney. I don't All know right. any songs. I don't. I couldn't tell you one that's song. Okay. Who's the up with you, Baldy? Who's the celebrity you have to you have to run into this week? Well, I mean, I'd love to see Bono on Friday night. You know, you two at the Sphere. I'd, I'd love to see that. Winner of this game. Uh, I, I just can't go against Mahomes. I can't do it, Joe. Like, I want to pick the 49ers, and I think, like, they have everything it takes to win the game, but I just can't go against the combination of Mahomes, Andy Reid, and Spags right now. I, I'm not mad at you for that. I'm not mad at you I'm for not, that. I'm not here I'm not to the, upset the 49ers. Yeah, no, 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 we, it's, all love. it's all love. It's all like love, it's, buddy. It's, there's still time to, to kind of – like, there's still some film to unveil and to watch before Sunday, and something might trigger me. But early – I mean, it's Tuesday morning, guys. Uh, things can change. But right now, I, it's just hard for me to go against that trio of men I just mentioned. Where are you going to eat? Where's the spot you got to yeah. go eat in Vegas, Baldy? Because we'll be down there this weekend. Tomahawk? I was just eating a Tomahawk last I night at Barry's <laughs> up here at Circa. Like, I, you know, I was in the meat. I took a picture in the meat locker with all the, the, the cuts of meat right there. Man, I felt like this is the only place I want to be is in this meat locker trying to figure out what my next meal is going to be. Man, so you'll be at the game Sunday. I, 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 I hope you are, right? I'm not going to be at the game. I'm, what? I'm flying home on Saturday. No! Oh, you got to be kidding me, I'm going to break it down no. literally Sunday night after the game. We're going. Films. All right. We're, we're, we don't get in until Saturday. I don't get in until Saturday night. So we're going to miss you, Baldy. We're going to miss you. Well, I'm going to miss you then too, guys. Hey. But we will, we'll reconvene and maybe talk about a 49er victory in Super Bowl 58, you know, in that uh, in that massive war chest of the 49ers. Baldy, one last thing here. If you were starting a team from scratch, all the players who've ever played this game – are you taking Mahomes number one overall? Yes. <laughs> not a question. Yeah. Oh, my God. Why is that a shock? I know, no, no, I'm just, what? That's what we're going up against. No, I know. That's you, you, what I tried to tell people. I mean, hey, Baldy, last year when Mahomes came to no. Levi Stadium. Wow. I, I swear to God. Over I think LT. Mahomes did last year at Levi Stadium. He took for like 423, five touchdowns. <laughs> it's one of the five greatest regular season performances I've ever seen from quarterbacks. You remember the old Jim Kelly, Steve Young game at Kettlestick Park? It was like over 1,000 yards. Yeah, Drew Bledsoe uh, and Dan Marino, Joe Robbie Stadium with the eight baseball infield. They're going at it, going 38 35. Mahomes, what he did last year at Levi Stadium. So I think we understand what Mahomes is. That's why I feel like the Niners got to score at least 30 in this game to have a chance. At I, least 30. I, I think that's probably right. I think they've got to put up a 30 spot. It might be it might be one of those games where we've just seen two weeks in a row now where they got to come down the field, you know, win the game at the end, you know, right. and get into the 30s and win it. All right, Baldy. Baldy. What did you think of Shanahan last night, by the way, before we let you go? A little go? loose, huh? I, I, I was happy with Shanahan's actions, man. Some people think he was a little loose. I didn't see it, so I didn't know. Oh, you didn't see it? All right. No, he, he was talking. A lot of people thought he maybe have a shot or two, but hey, it is Vegas. It is a Monday night. Go enjoy yourself. Yeah, piano Look, He's under the spotlight. He's under the spotlight. Right. You know, one way or the other, he's under the spotlight. Let's see. Like, he's a master play caller. He needs, you know, I thought uh, two years ago, Sean McVay was a master play caller down the stretch, final right. uh, 
the final drive of the game to win the game. It was all Cooper Cup. Like, Kyle's going to need that kind of performance. All right, Baldy. Enjoy Las Vegas, man. Survive out there. We'll continue to watch your work on Twitter thanks, at Baldy NFL, man. We'll talk about you, buddy. Yeah, thanks, guys. Always. Anytime. Anytime, Baldy. Brian Baldinger here on the Boxer and Gerson guest line on 95-70K. Baldy going with the Chiefs, and I'm not mad at him. How can you pick against Mahomes? I get it. And you, you're surprised well, about him taking Mahomes. We know who Mahomes is. Baldi. He is Jesus on cleats. He's 28. <laughs> Yeah, you know what Jesus I mean. Like, on cleats. Like, Are you it, surprised? Well, yeah, it's not like, surprise. It's just I, the thudding reality of I said to Baldy, who does this for a living, played the game, has a. I mean, I I respect his opinion, maybe more than any other person not named John Madden in the history of the game or Bill Walsh. Like, I said, who would you take number one overall to to be on your team right now in the history of the game? And you're taking that guy, and he's not 38. He's 28. You said the history of the game or just right now? I said now? the history of the game. Oh, I didn't know. History of the game. I didn't miss that part. I said the history of the game. The history. Number one. Fantasy draft of all the players that you can yeah, have. I'm mad at him for that. No, I, I'm... But, but Bonte, that's that's a statement. It is. I didn't <laughs> hear the history part. I missed the history part. That's that's wow. History now, I'm a little more It shocked. jarred me. I thought he just said it right now. Right now, I was like, yeah, no brainer. History? It's probably a top 10 pick. That's tough. That's tough. He I mean, said one, G- number one overall. Jerry Rice. Oh man, that's that's tough. I mean, over LT. Yeah, I know. That's 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 a lot. I mean, you could. Uh, there's a lot of uh, all right, injury report time. It's time for the injury report. It really hurts. Brought to you by Boxer and Gerson, Northern California's premier workers' compensation law firm, helping injured workers get their lives back for over 40 years. Eric Armstead. Continues to deal with foot knee injuries, but that is not keeping him out of practice. George Kittle has not been a full participant in practice this week as he battles with a toe injury, but they're playing. They're at opening night. They were talking. They're not They're not skipping the Super Bowl. They will be in uniform. They'll be a full goal by Sunday at Allegiant Stadium. The injury report brought to you by Boxer and Gerson, Northern California's premier workers' compensation law firm, helping injured workers get their lives back for over 40 years. What's coming up with a game sponsored? By Fremont Bank, full service banking, no compromises, your phone calls, 888-957-9570, plus, plus, we're going to qualify one more listener to have exit toast with the roast. We'll have the last winner's name coming up on the other side. It's all coming up on the roast here on 95.7 game. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.